Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like the ability to talk honestly and openly about our jobs and profession without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday, and if you have something you would like to share with us, you can hit us up through the contact page of our website, teacherneedsadrinkpodcast.com. Our podcast is sponsored and supported by many lovely patrons, and you can be one of them. You can join our Patreon for as little as $5 to $10 a month, where you get access to bonus episodes, extra content, live cast, special watch part. We have a Facebook group just for patrons, where you can go meet other like-minded teachers like you. So, with all that being said, I want to thank all the patrons who support us. Here we go. Big thank to Exhausted Band Director, Kim K, Noel R, Alan H, Kim K, Jessica A, SWFLEV Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Jessica H, Physics Runner, Melissa V, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, Kim C, William P, Sarah O, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Tisha C, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Caitlin L, Marsha M, Weaza, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Megan R, Huvian, Ashley M, Jason F, Amber H, Jeff S, Abby B, Ann T, Sarah B, Regina F, Anna L, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Hope H, Aaron D, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Ryan C, Mary, I'm sorry, Mary C, Rylan L, Catherine S, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony and Christina K, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you to all those people. I'd also like to thank our sponsors at Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in in your building, go to Ludlam Dramatics. Really, even if you just got stuck doing the school play or the drama club, go to ludlamdramatics.com. They have some of the best educational resources. They can help you explain concepts. They are brilliant. Go check them out. Also, I'd like to thank our other sponsor, Legendary Pretzels. If you are a teacher who wants a sweet treat or a pick-me-up or a good gift for someone, go to legendarypretzels.com. They are amazing. They take these fudge broads and they dip them in chocolate and they swirl them in candy and they're just amazing. You gotta go check them out. Legendary pretzels. All right, friends. So as you've garnered by the title of this episode, we are going to be discussing school shootings and specifically the school shooting that happened in Michigan last week. I I go into it. I really don't like talking about school shootings because I feel very hopeless as a teacher, but Bunny has some good words at the very end to kind of help it. But what I really want to stress is I hope that everyone's taking care of their own mental health at this time. This time of year can be very hard. It can be very stressful. And especially in our job where we feel kind of thankless and unappreciated or just bogged down. Just remember you matter and you're important and everyone loves you. In fact, this episode was almost more therapy of us just talking through this because we needed to talk about it. Um, I did cut this short. This episode was originally almost close to an hour, so the remaining 30 minutes is on our patron. So if you want to check it out, you can join our Patreon, and that'll be there in a day or two. All right, my friends, please enjoy this episode on school shootings. Ugh. Hello, folks. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and joining me today, I have Rosie Rose. Yes, hello. And also with us today, Count Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, y'all be sure to add some chocolate to your holiday wish list. What's up, y'all? There <laughs> and last but not least, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Hey, guys. I'm glad you're here. Um, 
I'm going to cut short our normal time of chatting about, you know, what's going on around us because we always do. But I have a feeling with the topics we're covering today, we're going to have a lot to say. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I really didn't want to talk about. I was putting it off and I don't know, with all the more news that came to light, I feel that we have to discuss it. And that's school shootings and specifically the shooting that happened in Michigan. And the whole thing is a shit show from beginning to end, as any school shooting is. It's horrible. It's a tragedy. It's something we're kind of becoming numb to. And that's one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it is because it feels something that we're so have lack of control over. But there are a lot of elements in this that are different that I feel like control could have been taken and things could have been done to stop this. And yet it wasn't. And I am very furious about it, along with I'm sure a lot of other teachers are. Columbine happened my freshman year of college. And I remember thinking that was the first public like school shooting that I'd heard of or been aware of. I just know things that happened before. But since then, nothing has really changed. Like, policies have changed a little bit. Like, some schools have, well, some schools have metal detectors. You have active shooter drills now. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Zero tolerance policies were pretty much enforced or created because the Columbine massacre. But things have still kept happening. And I have different thoughts behind why. It really bothers me. This is almost maybe not a weekly thing, but it's almost a monthly thing where there is some shooting. I mean, there was a shooting in Dallas, not far from where I am, three weeks before, four weeks before. And there's almost one, I feel, every other week at this point. And they're not all huge massacres. And we have some where, I mean, Lisa Marie School, they had a shooting. No one was killed, so it didn't make the news. But someone brought a gun to school. Which is so sad that you have to preface it that way. Like, well, it wasn't a massacre. Seven people didn't die. Exactly. No, it's... That's so sad. (laughs) But as the people who are required to be in this building who feel shitty as it is for our jobs, the things we're dealing with, to also think that our lives are on the line at the same time is terrifying. That brings us to the shit storm that happened in Michigan. I'm going to kind of just go through the timeline as I know it and the facts as I know them and as I've read the news up to, I guess, today. And it's really the facts and the stuff that were in the news that made me want to discuss this. And so what happened originally is that the father and son went together to go buy this gun for a Black Friday sale. It was a gift for the son for Christmas. The child then posted a day or two later on his social media that he is now the destroyer of worlds. And hey, I'm sorry it, to stop you. Could you tell me how old the kiddo was? I don't remember hearing that. I believe he was 15. Because he looks so little in his mugshot. So I knew he wasn't like 17, 18. So that was Friday he received the gun. Over the weekend, he posted kind of ominous messages on social media, as well as a picture of the gun and talking about his new thing. The day before the shooting, he got in trouble in class for looking up ammunition, either on his phone or on whatever devices they were using. The teacher flagged it, called the office, and said, hey, this is a warning sign. Obviously, there was enough going on with the child that this scared the teacher and worried the teacher. And so the school called home and left a message, never heard back, never heard anything. The very next morning, the child drew a picture in class of bullets and then two characters, one shooting the other multiple times with lots of blood, saying, help me, stop the voices. Uh, I forget what the other message was on there. The teacher took a picture of it panicked, called the office, and said, please get this boy. The boy scratched over a lot of the stuff in the picture, 
the school had the wherewithal to demand the parents come, and they said, you need to put your child in uh, therapy or a counselor visit within 48 hours, and you need to take your child home. The parents refused to take the child home, and so the admin let him go back to class, and an hour later, he shot and killed four students, and then or seriously hurt another seven. It is devastating on many fronts. Number one is that there are warning signs more than just the social media posts because I can see how people can see social media or not pay attention to it. But the fact that two different teachers saw the warning signs, admin let him stay in class. Well, I was going to say, the thing that bothers me, I don't, is this like a podunk town that this happened? Is this like a middle of nowhere town? It is a suburb of Detroit. Okay, so not middle of nowhere. No, it's not middle of nowhere. So protocol, the parents don't get to refuse to not take the kid home. That's not a thing. If your administration says take this kid home, the parents can be like, no, I'm okay, I'm good. So the admin dropped the ball there. No one checked this child's backpack. No one called in an officer to check this kid's backpack. I almost understand. I don't know. I, the unforgivable thing for me is after the ammunition search before, and I'm sure admin and counselors were made aware of that. The counselor was the one who called home, <clears throat> never heard back. But after both of those things and the picture being drawn in class of him or a cartoon shooting another person and him going to the office and them demanding him to be taken home, I, I just, I don't know if I would have thought to search the bag. Right now, the prosecutors are putting that on the parents saying they should have searched the child's bag before oh, of leaving. Oh, course, 100%. But then I, it also I, makes me think about, I don't know, I don't know how the education system is in Michigan, but I'm thinking about all of our teachers here in the state of Texas and how we're so busy and drowning so much with all of the crap admin is putting on us. It's no wonder that, not, that, that they just were like, okay, let them go back to class. Like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, I don't fault necessarily anyone in that regard. I, I think that's where I do hold fault. Because honestly, if I was a teacher in that school, I would be terrified to go back. Now, no, I know of course, the odds of something happening in the days after. But how could the teachers who have given admin all of this stuff and admin still decide to do what they wanted to do, what is the teacher supposed to do at that point? No, okay, no, I am not faulting the teacher. Let me clarify that. I'm putting blame 100% on admin for this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I do think the parents had no business. I don't know what gun laws are in Michigan. The gun was bought legally, but it was intended for the child. It was his Christmas present. I don't know if 15-year-olds are allowed to own handguns. I honestly don't. I don't know what also, the Also, who buys a 15-year-old a handgun? I'm not even going to start that conversation. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. There mm -hmm. are responsible parents with guns who lock their guns up, who let teach their kids to use guns. I am not anti-gun. However, this was not a healthy situation. Oh, the other thing that kind of puts the parents in the huge shithole for all of this, the parents were contacted about him looking up ammunition. Oh, the mom's text. At school. The mm -hmm. mom texted the son that LOL, next time, just don't get caught. Like, and it's like, Do they oh, know fuck. they're raising a psycho? Like, did they know that this was like a possibility? That's what I, I want to find out in the coming days when they start, you know, going through the trial and everything. <laughs> like, did they oh know gosh. that this was happening? Well, according to Exhausted Band Director, federal law prohibits owning a gun under 18. And that tracks oh. with what I think I know. I was going to say, I, yeah, I, was gonna say I, I know that's like, a case, and, and even if they were buying a gun for their son to use, 
Like there's it, it, the whole part sounds so negligent. Like there's like five different instances of just terrible decision making and negligence. And I don't know of a school where if you literally have a policy that's like, hey, come get your child, and they're like, nah, I'm not, we're not going to. Yeah, I don't know. I know that at the past like, I don't three campuses I was at, you we we were like, all right, well, I'm gonna give you thirty for forty five minutes to clear this with your boss, your supervisor. Come on. Or we're going to have this officer here mm-hmm. bring him to you or take him downtown or do something else. Like, we don't keep them on campus once it's time for them to go. No, I have never heard of a parent being like, no, thanks. Send them back to class. That's not a thing. Yeah. They're like, you I can't don't know say how no we, thanks. I, I don't know how they have that calls. option. I am curious how this is going to pan out. The little bit of information right now, the school is obviously putting it onto the parents. And the parents are definitely culp- culpable, in my view, for this. Um, well, obviously, they did not pull the trigger. I was thinking, no, they didn't pull the trigger, but they bought the trigger. They did, yeah. and they have involuntary manslaughter charges against them. And that's probably going to get up a little bit because I don't know if you guys paid attention over the weekend. The parents, yeah. right before this was announced, withdrew $4,000 from their bank account and disappeared from contact. About 24 hours later, hiding in a commercial building. Yeah, like they were going to swim for it to Canada. The other thing that I (laughs) heard about these parents of the year is that they are using their own private attorney for this, but they're letting their son have a court appointment. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think that these are quality people in any means. And I know great parents can end up having a child who is emotionally disturbed. I do not think this is the case here. I think this is a case of... A child I'm sorry, disturbed. but great parents would notice that their child was emotionally disturbed and not buy him a gun. I think not buying a gun is one thing, but I don't think necessarily good people are going to necessarily have children that are perfectly balanced and healthy in every single way. And it's incredibly heart-wrenching as a parent to think about this, that something you feel you have control over, you absolutely don't. And while you can do your best to help your child with their emotional health, there are some people who are chemically imbalanced, and that's not necessarily a fault of their parents. Sometimes it's shitty genetics, sometimes it's luck of the draw, and I I don't know. I'm not going to chalk all school shootings or all shitty kids up to bad parents, but... Well, and on that same note, I'm not going to chalk all school shootings up to kids who are mentally ill, because that's very offensive to people who are mentally ill and don't go kill people. Because for the most part, people who have severe mental illnesses are the victims and not the perpetrator. And so it's always easy for us to say, oh, well, he shot those people because he had a mental illness and not, oh, he shot those people because he's evil. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to even say that this kid has a mental illness because we don't know that yet. No, we don't. And honestly, we probably won't hear any details because he is a minor. And until there's a court case, and depending on whether it's a guilty plea or not guilty plea, a lot of this might not come to light for a while. Right now, I am personally pissed at the admin who did not enforce sending the kid home after two days of red flags and two teachers. And if I was a parent at that school, if I was a teacher, if I was a parent of the deceased, I would 100% be suing the school district for dropping the ball. I think because they I, had red flags coming left and right. I think if I was a teacher at that school that had been one of the ones to report it, I would not be coming back. Like, no. Oh, 100%. No. That would be, that would be my... Like, mm-hmm. the chances of anything like that happening again at that same school, I'm sure, are 
like you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. But at that point, I would be like, no, fuck you. I told well, because you would know then your admin does not listen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I have been in a situation that resulted in two of my students going to juvie because they were found to be making credible threats. And I had been one of the people turning in documentation for this. Unfortunately, my admin at the time did take it seriously. And when another student also, you know, reported the same thing and, you know, we had the documentation that I had turned in previously, the uh, the SRO was able to, you know, take action about it. And like I said, they got sent to like, not just suspended from the, but like juvie. And as far as I know, are still there. No, I am so angry at the admin in that situation right now, because if I was, if I was one of the, having been a teacher who reported stuff like that and had action taken, the fact that they didn't do shit about it, I am vehemently angry. And And not just that, but I'm going to be that person because, you know, you knew somebody had to say it. You knew it was going to be me. How different would this situation have been if this was not a white boy? How different would this have gone if all of these yep. threats had been made by a child of color? Yup. There's oh, man. If he had had a Middle Eastern sounding last name, we would not even be having this conversation. Yep. But it sounds like this child had enough of a history at the school where looking up ammunition was enough to send a red flag and teacher decide to report it. Because yep. honestly, sometimes if I saw a kid looking at guns on the web, I would not immediately always assume, oh shit this trouble's coming. Now, there are some students where if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, crap. But I know sometimes teenage boys and kids, they play Call of Duty. They want to look at things like that. I I don't necessarily, that's the sign of a killer. But it bothered this teacher enough to report it. And the school felt concerned enough to report it. And then followed up by the next day, all of the, whether it's bullshit or not, please stop the voices, pictures of the kid shooting somebody. It's just a nightmare. But I have to imagine also, while I believe admins should be looked at for criminal negligence, I 100% agree, I imagine that admin also is beating the fuck out of themselves. I really hope they are. They'd have to be a cold, ignorant person to not. Personally, realizing that their lack of action caused this, because this was literally a stopping point. They had the kid in the office with the gun. They could have sent him out. I understand to some extent not searching the bag, but oh my God. I think as a parent, I probably would have thought to look in the bag before I left. Right now, prosecutors, that's one of their big things is the parents left without searching the child's bag. Well, the school could have fucking searched the bag. That's not either way, but there are so many layers and red flags that obviously were up about this child that even once the parents had heard the shooting started, they almost immediately knew it was them. I don't want, I will not be the person to stick up for these parents, But I'm trying to think of myself in that situation, and I have my child in the office. I don't think my first thought would be to check their backpack. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, you know, once they heard the shooting started, they knew exactly who it was. So maybe they should have. I don't know. I keep keep questioning, like, if if anyone asked, uh, like, where's the handgun now or, or like, um, I don't know. Like, the, the, the hindsight part of it, is that like, how the hell do you not check? But at the same time, I don't know how much of a thought they really, like I I feel like they made a lot of exceptions to the rule, given a lot of red flags that make zero sense. Yes, 100%. And then as a result, 
now you've got an entire community and families that have been rocked and destroyed when like, like, you know, already said, there's a lot of this that could have been stopped right then and there. Like, Hey, we want to make sure that you don't have anything on you. We saw the pictures. We saw the web browser. We saw the search. We know what messages were sent. And at this point, I, for my own safety, I would have been like, let's make sure you didn't bring anything with you. And I guess like, this is just my take on it as someone who is like, Search backpacks and found weapons of students or had kids turn in weapons. Like, I don't even want to tell you what I was going to do with this today. I, I really feel like it is extremely, like, yeah, like you said, I know that admin has got to be absolutely kicking themselves. And that's the easy way of putting it for not taking one more step to see and make sure that this child didn't bring something to harm someone else on campus after now like I, showing and, and like, yeah. I don't know, like you, what more signs do you need? Besides him saying, like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to actually do this. Like, besides any kind of verbal confession, I don't understand how you don't. Admin, unfortunately, I don't think knew about the social media until afterwards. I don't believe this was a popular child where everyone was seeing every post he made. And so his thing about being destroyer of worlds and, like, posting the gun, I don't know how many people saw that. I mean, he could be someone that just has two followers or three followers. While I don't put on admin to follow and search the social media of every kid, I do believe a parent should be on top of what their kids are doing in social media. And if you don't trust your kid or if you don't think so, you need to restrict their social media. That is something you can do. Now, I know kids can find ways to get around and create alternate accounts, but if you're concerned about your child, that is on you. And once again, that's something on the parents. If you got your kid a gun, obviously they don't really care about a 15-year-old having a gun. I, I don't know. Would they even give a shit if he's posting pictures of it on social media? I mean, they didn't seem to be concerned that the school was missing from its... But they didn't notice till an hour or two after the school shooting, and that's when they called the police about it. This whole thing is just terrifying. I, as a teacher, would have a... In, intensely insane fear of going back to the school after that post-traumatic stress yeah yeah i was gonna say the complex ptsd you would have after this is insane i mean even if you were not in the room knowing that someone was just killed and, one, and that's not even just the teacher that's the kids i think everyone is going to be freaked out and scared and one of the most terrifying thing is they had done active shooter drills at the school i don't know how detailed they are but they were enough where they had um Additional locks on the doors. I know not all schools have that, but they had something where the dot teacher can lock the door from the inside. And then they had a kind of a safe area to be in the classroom. And so the local sheriff's department, I'm going to say sheriff's department, it could be police. I don't know what they call their community resources up there. After the boy had been detained, went going room to room to tell them it's clear, but the man had no identifying information. He was plain clothes. And apparently he was trying to talk colloquially to the kids. And so he was like, hey, guys, it's, it's, it's safe to come out now. And there's video of this, of the kid in the room going, um, I'm sorry, at this time, we don't know who you are, so I don't feel safe opening this at the moment. And the guy was like, bro, it's calm out. You can come now. It's like, yeah, you're the I'm sheriff. sorry. If a sheriff came to my door and was like, bro, it's okay. Just like, you'd open that door. It's fine. I'm not going outside. Yeah, like I, I, I think professional. No, and he later said that he was trying to put the kids at ease by speaking like them. 
Yeah, which means he's terrible at his job because no, that is no. not protocol. No, it's not. You need to say this to the sheriff's department. It's all clear. You need to sound like an adult. I was going to say the what, tariff- would put, what would put me at ease would be somebody sounding like a damn professional in this yes. situation. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's been brought up and it's been addressed at this point. But yeah, I am not going to get the all clear. I'm not going to lock the door until I hear it over the PA system from one of the voices I'm used to hear over the PA system saying, hey, it's all clear. You can come out. Well, I guess my thought in this is what is the point in spending the millions of dollars on active shooter training and all these different trainings they make us go to if they are going to fuck it up when it's most needed? The scary thing is. In almost all of these shootings, the people who are doing it are kids on the inside. It's rare that a stranger is coming into the school to lock up. In fact, I am not worried about a stranger coming into my kid's school and shooting. I'm worried about another kid coming in and shooting. And these kids are going through the exact same trainings, and so they know where the kids are going to be. They know where the hiding spots are because they're in these drills. It's funny that you should say that because you know, I mean, listeners know me well enough to know that obviously I'm not like, you know, pro guns. Um, But when we had our like super active shooter training, it was just the admin counselors, me and maybe someone from the front office. And it was like three hours one day. And I remember saying that exact same thing to the guy who was like ex-military and he's like the head of our security now. And I'm like, dude, these kids are sitting through this training. How is this helping any of us? And he didn't have an answer. He did not. He was like, well, that's not what we're talking about right now. I was like, that's what we should be talking about. And my, you know, principal gave me the side eye. And I was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, he had no answer to that. Like, why are we wasting time do doing you? this? Exactly. I mean, what kind of situation? We're in a spot where unless you are 100% virtual, and now granted, last year, probably the lo- the lowest instance ever of guns at schools because, you know, 65% of the nation was not in school last year. There's not a solution for this, and that's where it's scary. We can have schools where strangers can't get in. I know the schools in my area, it's next to impossible to get in as a stranger. I mean, unless you're going in when students are coming in, but like, if you're trying to go into the middle of the day, you cannot get in that building. It's pretty locked down. I feel safer as a teacher knowing that there might be a barred lock on my door that I can put in. I don't constantly think or live in fear or teach in fear of being at a school shooting. You know, I mean, kid, we, we go through drills. Like, I, I know we have our list or our gamut of drills this week. So this week we'll have a lockdown drill, we'll have a fire drill. Well, we, we always call them like out of sight, like safe and out of sight kind of drill. Um, but like it's designed to, to try to keep people as safe as possible in the event of something happening. Because we, I think in, and I guess the, the effed up part about it is we know that there's still a chance that something can happen and it all, we can't prevent everything, but there, like, I don't know. Like that, I think that is what really disturbs me about this whole situation. Like, holy shit. Like, you, you like it was there, it, like it wasn't a surprise, and there were signs, and like they did seventy five percent of the job, but we don't practice to only do seventy five percent of the job. We practice to make sure that we can try to keep someone safe all the time, and they completely failed. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I don't feel like unsafe being at a school, but I also am very much aware of the fact that. We do our best to try to keep kids safe, and that is, you know, the goal, but there's no ultimate guarantee 
I know that's tough. It, it's, it's, it's tough to, to, to kind of swallow and digest. The thing is, it's set up, this is a modern school that this happened in, the modern high school. It wasn't like an ancient building from the 1960s or 70s. It had a modern layout, had everything else, but the weak link in the chain really this time was admin not sending the kid home. 100 Where the parents fucked up. The parents should not have bought this kid a gun. And fuck the parents for laughing about this. Now, I doubt they're laughing now. I've seen their mugshots. They're not laughing now. But... The teachers did their job. Whoever reported him with the gun did their job. Whoever, I'm sure, maybe even a kid reported that the kid was looking at ammunition online. Everything, all the things were in place except for this one admin or counselor, whoever just said, okay, you know what, bye parents, fuck you. And that's what pisses me off to no extent. And I know everyone's drowning right now and everyone is underwater. And I know the schools outside and around Michigan and Detroit are not super well-funded. They're one of the areas that have a lot of issues as well. But fuck, this, this should not have happened. None of this should ever happen. But this one should have been stopped. I am not anti-gun and I'm not the party that wants to take away all guns. However, I do think there need to be gun laws that hold people. I'm pretty sure there isn't a single party that wants to take away all guns. That's just like, you know, crazy right-wing conspiracies. Like they're going to take your guns away. Like, no, don't want guns in the hands of crazy people. Thank you. Yeah. I have a, there's a kid on my campus that drives a vehicle and it has a sticker on it that says, come and take it. And I saw him one day, I was like, come and take what? He was like, oh, they want to take our guns. And I was like, number one, do a little research. Number two, I don't think anyone has outright said like, hey, I'm coming to repos- like I- I'm going to force you to turn in your guns. I was like, because and he asked he asked me about my thoughts on guns. I was like, it's the same way I feel about getting a driver's license. Like you should be able to take a test. And then every now and then you should be able to renew your test. And I want to make sure that we're not like handing a gun to a bona fide psycho. But do you think this was a situation where had they had metal detectors, this would have been caught? Uh, I would say, I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, it was in his backpack. Or he probably would have thought not to bring it because, you know, metal Right, he wouldn't have brought it because I mean, or he would have found a sneakier way to get it in. Right. I don't know how else he would have brought it in if there were metal detectors because what most, what I guess what most schools do, well, at least ones with metal detectors, most kids just stop bringing things that have metal yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it because if it does set off the alarm, like they make sure they search whatever it is, or they wand you to the side. It's very much like airport security. We had a thing happen at my campus just a couple of weeks ago where somebody in the office hit the wrong button, and it triggered an intruder lockdown thing, oh, wow. and it happened during passing period. So we all knew that, like, there's no way this is a drill because they don't do that during passing period. Mm -hmm. So all of us thought that it was the real thing. Oh, God, that's terrifying. And I'm pulling kids into my classroom, and I have, like, a special one that somebody got for me, like a a doorstop thing because I was, you know, fumbling for my keys and stuff, and I was able to just kind of throw the doorstop thing in the door real quick. Um, And I'm getting my pepper spray out of my purse and yelling at kids to be quiet and trying to close blinds. And like, it was terrifying. And I will say that it was my baby's first week at daycare. And Jesus, my kids got to class the next period. And they were just like, miss, can we just do like relaxation? I sometimes we'll do like 
guided meditation things like YouTube videos or something just to relax. And they were like, can we just do like a meditation or something? Because we're all really stressed out right now. And I was like, same. Yes. So I just like put on a couple of YouTube videos and then we played games for the rest of the period because none of us were in the headspace to function after that. I just, I don't know how these teachers and these kids are going to be expected to go back. And good God, as many times as this has happened, like I don't, it's happened in Texas multiple times. It's happened all over the country. Like I don't, are there any states left that haven't had a mass shooting situation? Like I'm so fucking tired of it. Thoughts and prayers are clearly not the answer at all because that's, does nothing to heal and that does nothing to prevent. Yes, keep sending your thoughts and prayers, but also what is your and also? Like what else yeah. are you doing about it besides just the thoughts and the prayers? Like that's, I mean, I'm a person of faith. I I do pray, but also like start blowing up your congressperson's phones. Yeah. Start campaigning for the kinds of reforms. Like if you... If you think that the problem is a gun control issue, then get off your ass and like light up these Congress people's phones and start trying to get some action done there. If you think that the problem is that we need to provide more, you know, mental health screening and services to children and students, light up your Congress person's phone and start working on like awareness and funding and like start doing some action besides just the prayers. I mean, like Jesus himself did not just pray for the people. Like he healed people do things also like, yes, he prayed, but he also did stuff. I think that's an incredible and wonderful thing to do is that I think we should, as teachers start blowing up your center, <laughs> blowing up your center, wrong phrase to use. Nope, when we're talking zero tolerance. Got it. You I mean, need to start like sending messages nonstop to your congressmen and senators saying, you guys need to fund teachers and make sure you're very specific that you want less guns in school. Cause I know our idiots here in Texas do mm-hmm. want to arm guns. But the thing is when you have that careless teacher or that idiot teacher or that dumb sub come in with a gun and that's where the kid gets it is because a dumb teacher was irresponsible with it. And so a kid gets a hold of that gun, especially when the kids know where those guns are. Cause you know, there are kids going to be like, Hey, let me see your gun. I want to see your gun. Bring out your gun. I want to see it. Or some dumb teacher gets mad and starts waving it around or who knows what it's going to be a shitstorm that makes things even worse. So I think less guns in school are the option. I think just like Bunny was saying, we need to have more mental health resources. We need to, you know, fund our staff and teachers so that they have the mental space to take care of this and we have enough people to do it and they're not doing the jobs of 10 different people. I saw in the news that 30,000 teachers quit or resigned in the month of November. Good for them. And that's, that is what it is. I mean, that means they could not wait until December or they had a good job offer like our Miss Lucille who managed to get one. But this, this whole situation is just terrifying. And the fact that this one was very preventable and not just on the parents part, but on the school part and 2020 hindsight for social media. But when you have two red flags in two days and that kid's supposed to be sent home and you drop the ball and say, no, then fuck it. 
Hey folks, this is Elvis. Normally this is the part in the podcast where I would do a big Patreon push and get all silly and we'd start talking about how you should donate to us and I will put that a little bit. But after all of this, I I didn't really feel like being silly. This wasn't like a fun conversation to have. In fact, we talked for about another 25 minutes and just to keep this episode concise, I cut out that last 25 minutes where we talk about resource officers and how you move on as a teacher after something like this. And that's going to be on our Patreon. If you're interested in that, you can join us and follow us on Patreon for as little as $5, $10 a month. There's all kinds of bonus episodes, lost episodes, all that kind of stuff on there, as well as you get access to teacher groups. Um, So if you want more of this episode, that's where you'd find it. But I also cut out our silly question just because I don't feel right about it. But I'm going to go ahead and just jump to the end of this episode so you guys can, you know, move on with your day and hopefully take a deep breath. Whew. Heavy stuff. All right, my friends. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. If you're out there and you need mental help, please make sure you get it. Take time for yourself, especially in these age. Also, make sure if you see something, say something, document it. And make sure you hold your admin accountable for bullshit because that's the weak link in this change. There's many things that could have stopped here, but... That was supposed to be the end of the line that stopped, and it did not happen. But my friends, I'm glad you were able to join us for this heavy and shitty subject. Rosie Rose, I'm glad you were here. Thank you for having me. And Ms. Bunny, I'm glad you were here as well. Thanks for joining us. Despite the solemnity of the topic, it was a pleasure. And Count, pop on in so I don't have to do my impression of you. I'm glad you were here as well. Uh, me and my uh, chocolate triplets are glad we had the opportunity Thanks. to have this with you. All right, folks, take care of yourselves out there. Deep breaths, deep drinks, cheers. All right, my friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday and is proudly sponsored by Ludlam Dramatics, where you can get any kind of theater resource, as well as Legendary Pretzels, where you can get amazing treats for yourselves. If you are interested in sharing something with us or have a comment or question, go to the comment section of our website, teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com, and you can leave a message or a question, and a lot of times we bring those up and we talk about them on the podcast. Another way to reach out and contact us is through Patreon. That's right. As you've probably heard three or four times during this episode, we have a Patreon. If you want to hear the second half of this episode, if you want to hear lots of other episodes, bonus episodes, there's lots of exclusive content that's just for that. There's a ton of stuff on there. Go sign up for a Patreon. It's as little as five, ten dollars a month. You get to access to our special teacher Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded teachers, chat, and do other things. All right, my friends. Whew. I think I've said a lot, but take care of yourselves, man. It's the holidays. Things are going to get rough. You might already be in a rough state of mind. There's all kinds of resources. If you need help, talk to a counselor. Help. Reach out. I mean, I'll say hi. I can't solve your problems, but I'm an ear, and there's lots of ears out there. So do what you can. And remember, mental health is something that's covered by most educational insurance. You just got to look it up. And this time of year, it could really benefit you. All right, friends. I love you. Be strong. Take care of yourselves. Holidays around the corner. Just a couple more days. Appreciate it. Peace.